Hello and welcome to Kingdom Conversations, a ministry of Faith Covenant Church. We are so excited to have you today as we talk about all things related to the Kingdom of God. Hello and welcome back for another episode of Kingdom Conversations. Today is super special for me because I have two dear friends that I have known for a very long time and they are actually from another church that has started a salt and light ministry. I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves and tell us a little bit a little bit about who you are and um, and how long you've been doing salt and light. Hi, I'm Christina York. I am a mom of seven, and they're all still young, except I'm about to have an 18-year-old here soon. Um, I started Salt and Light probably seven or eight years ago, and then took a hiatus because of just multiple babies. Um, I've always had a love for the format of Salt and Light because I've never studied the word in such a way that has developed me as a, as a believer in my understanding of scripture and my relationship with the Lord. I've been at Gulf Coast Community Church for 11 years, and I'm just really excited to be uh, partnering in the Salt and Light Ministries at our church. I am so glad you're here. And if you hear cute little noises, Christina has, how old is Chase? Chase is seven months. Her seven month old. And he is so precious and being such a good boy, but we're so glad to have both of you <laughs> here today. And then my next guest was actually my very first mentor. So I'm going to have her introduce herself. Hi, I'm Rita Hopper. And um, I did not even know I was mentoring Mary when we met. Uh, I've known her for 30 years. And uh, I have been at Gulf Coast for 29 years, almost since the beginning. My backdrop to that is I was raised in the Catholic Church, and we never read the Bible. I learned an awful lot about reverence for God and all of those things, which I am so grateful that I had that backdrop. But never having read the Bible and having had a really difficult prior 10 years, I was amazed when I... I learned to um, hear what the scriptures were saying. It just, exponentially, my spiritual maturity just uh, grew. Um, over the years, I just felt a heart for women and mentoring women and discipling them and started doing that, but I didn't know I needed a format. I thought people would watch what I was doing and they'd just do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I began to understand that uh, 25 years later. <laughs> And I didn't have a format that seemed to, to work, and so Mary was uh, attending to my uh, angst about it one day and invited me to Salt and Light, and it just opened my eyes um, in another a glorious way. So we are just getting started at Gulf Coast, but it, is, it just makes my heart sing. I love that so much. One of my favorite stories about Rita is she was actually my nursing instructor. I was in my 20s. And um, and how she won me over and became my mentor was she got she radically rededicated her life to the Lord. And so I saw Rita, the teacher, prior to Christ, and she was tough. And then I saw this woman come in, and she would just love on me. And there was a difference, a true difference in who you were. I'm looking at her as I share this. And I just thought, 
whatever's going on, I want to be a part of that. And so we began this journey of friendship um, and she held me accountable and she asked me hard questions that I didn't always love, but I would not trade it for anything. It was truly the foundation um, of, of me as a young mom. And so I'm so grateful for you, Rita. And I'm glad that you're here. And how exciting is it that we all get to work together, walk together. Um, And one of the things that you just said that I love is that salt and light is a vehicle that gets us to the one that changes us. There's nothing magical in the guide, but the guide gets us to the word and the word empowered by the Holy Spirit. It does things that will blow your mind. With that said, we just came out of a couple of studies. You guys did both of those Habakkuk and, um, and Philippians. And so Christina, how did the Lord minister to you as you walk through either one of those? Yeah. So Habakkuk was a study that I had rejoined Salt and Light. So I had been out for a while, uh, familiar with the format and really excited. But I'll be honest, when I found out we were studying Habakkuk, I was like, hmm, <laughs> let me first find where that is in the Bible. <laughs> and, then, and then let me, you know, get my overview. Um, it, the, the memory verse that we had talked about all of the different things that might be failing in life. Um, and, and it was cultural, so it was, you know, the, the herds weren't in the field and the, the, the fruit wasn't on the vine. Um, and it, it was such a parallel to the things that are happening in our own culture that it reminded me of watching the news. And, and as I was studying through that book with uh, the other ladies, I just felt that renewal in my heart of God's faithfulness when I look around in my circumstances, because, you know, the end of that scripture talks about God, the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer and he Mm -hmm. makes me tread on high places. And so no matter what is happening in the world around me, I was reunited with the truth of God's faithfulness yeah. and that God always, you know, he always wins. Yes. He's going to yeah. come in the end victoriously. And I think when you watch the news too often, um, you forget that. Yes. So yeah. it was, it was a really beautiful way to walk back into salt and light. I love that you um, put it with the news because that was one of my takeaways too. And I remember there was a day something was going on in the world and I just remember like the Lord just rose up within me yet. I will rejoice. Because he, this, none of this is a surprise to him. And it's that reminder. The enemy would love for us to get lost in what we're seeing, the things in this temporal world. And then the word reminds us of the unseen. Yeah. Rita, how about you? Well, I, um, I loved especially about Habakkuk and Philippians. Uh, I've been reading the Bible in a year for a long time. So there's so many things that I... I get, but so there's... So you knew where to find Habakkuk? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Good job, Rita. Well done. <laughs> and so where God is impressing me the most is going back to basics. The first thing that I've seen in the ladies that are in the, uh, the two groups that I'm doing is just the ahas that they get going into Scripture for themselves. It, it just, it lights up my heart and it lights up their heart because they see themselves relating to the Lord. So that was just such a big, um, a big aha for me. But um, 
recently when we were talking about meditating on the things that Paul is telling us to meditate on, one of the gals just had a beautiful uh, word picture. And she said, you know, somebody said to me one time, we can't control the birds that fly through our brains, but we don't, let, we don't have to let them build a nest. Ooh, and I that's thought, good. oh my goodness, I'm not going to forget that. But the other thing where God just took me back to basic is when we are in Philippians and in verse 6 it starts out saying be anxious for nothing that was the first verse I ever memorized and I really needed it and it, it really stood me in good stead but in the second part of that it says when you present your request to God um, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus but what what was uh, uh, just kind of blew my mind is the next verse down after Paul talks about all the things we're to meditate on. And then he says, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. And I thought, oh, that's saying the God of peace. Mm. It's God that's going to be with me, not yeah. just his yes. peace. Yeah. And I was just like huge. blown away by that. <laughs> yeah. Our group sat in that for a little while and we were contrasting and comparing 4-7 and 4-9 because one says the peace of God and one says the God of peace. And it was such a, like the aha taken away from that is this world looks for peace in things like yoga, essential oils, all these other places that will never, ever give the fullness of peace. But the God of peace will give me the peace of God. Right. Yeah. Like that was just such yeah. a huge, I can't tell you how many times I've read through that. And it was somebody else who pointed it out. So as we sit and we talk about, you are building a ministry at your church, right? Tell me a little bit uh, about your church. You pastor, uh, Jerry, Jerry yeah. Caesar mm -hmm. and pastor Ryan Carver. They're yes. a part of this and they've been encouraging you. Is that right? Oh my goodness. Yes. Right from the beginning, they actually came to, uh, FCC and, and talked with Kevin and some of the pastors and kind of got the whole overview and they came back and they were just so encouraging and they said, go for it and if you need anything, let us know. Yes. So yeah. it's been really cool to yeah. see that, that leadership uh, um, coming, come alongside and supporting that. Yeah, and the support continues as we start this new group. I was just texting with um, two associate pastors at my church that are just praying and are eager to see what God can do because it is such a ministry of discipleship. And when I was sharing with one of the pastors along those lines, they were talking about how how beautiful it is because it's it's what we're called to do, right? God, Christ says, go and make disciples. And so our effort is... How can we help others to know God's word and know God more fully? Yes. That's the heart of what we're yeah. doing. And then add the accountability piece. Right. One of the women in my, um, I think it was the Philippian study, talked about how important accountability has been to her yes. and how significant of a change it has made in her, in her yeah. daily time in the word. Yeah. And doing that daily time in the word, yeah, the ladies are, wow, Yeah. I'm, I'm not... I'm not feeling 
like I don't want to anymore. Yeah. Isn't that funny? You know what it reminds me of? Do you know like um, when somebody tells you that you should drink more water and the more water you drink, all of a sudden you start to crave water. But if I start picking up a Diet Coke or something, like all of a sudden I don't want water. The more I pick up the living water, the word of God, the more I want yeah. to be in there. And so that those consistent small bites, practicing that, it creates this desire. I think of Psalm 27, 8, my heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. That eagerness that the Psalms this is talking about there is what it feels like in the mornings when I get to sit down and I get to let the Holy Spirit speak. That's kind of what we get to do here. So Christina, how long have you been at Gulf Coast Community? I've been there for 11 years. For 11 years. And so, and Rita, how long have you been at your church? 29 years. 29. So yes, because that is when mm -hmm. I really got to meet you. You rededicated your life and yes. really started living your life right yes, there. Yes, I was teaching at P-Tech then. Yeah, yep. that's right. So tell me how... Um, how has it been starting a discipleship ministry? Is there anything different or difficult? Is there anything, the joy of it? Is there any, is it different from doing a Bible study versus discipleship? Well, yes, uh, to doing it in this format way, because I've done discipleship for years yeah, and just discipled lots of women. And it was becoming overwhelming because I had all these women that, that were, uh, were with me. Yeah. And, um, and now we get to be in a group doing it together. So that has been transformational. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize that I needed to teach. Mm. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, but what are you teaching? That's the trick. Yes, and so I'm not the teacher anymore. We keep saying we're going back to the master teacher yeah. in the scriptures and learning from him together. Yeah, and you're, so and you're that, teaching the tools of how they can read the okay. Bible on their own. Good way to put That's, that, yes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Because the truth is, is you can say, don't use commentaries, or you can say, you know, let the Holy Spirit speak to you. But what you guys are doing as leaders is you're teaching the tools of how to use the word and nothing but the word. And the tools are um, using a good study Bible so that you can know some things that are going on culturally, how to read small chunks and the first time maybe for observation and the next time then for revelation you know it's like l learning how to attend to a smaller chunk every time somebody sees it there's two verses they're like oh I'm going to be done with this in a few minutes <laughs> tell me your thoughts on that yeah I love that I love the small sections because you're not done in a few minutes you could be if you if that was the time the Lord gave you but it gives you this opportunity to explore so much, so many facets of scripture. You know those little letters, the the teeny letters. What is that subscript or oh, superscript? Yeah. Yes. And then you go down and it, you you look at the connecting scriptures. I mean that in and of itself is this fascinating experience because you see different scriptures that are connected together, and you could spend a lot of time just reaping the fruit of that, or you could spend time just. Um, uh, defining words that maybe you thought you knew, but yes. you didn't really know in the yeah. same depth, especially with the you know modern English where words are just a bit watered down sometimes. Yeah. So it's so fruitful and it, it gives you such a range, right? For moms with young children who might only have 10 or 15, 10 or 15 minutes, they can still get a nugget out of it. Yeah. For the times when you have more time in your, season, in your day of those seasons of life, you can really dig in and and it's a beautiful thing, yeah. That's so good. Yeah, and I love being able to show this to other women um, and the tools that we use, just the con contextual 
uh, information in the, in the Bible is so rich in so many ways. An 1828 dictionary. Oh, has game changer. Just, Love it. Yes, it is a game yeah. changer. And the other thing is we use different versions of the Bible, even for when we're memorizing the scripture, and the different words give us whole different pictures sometimes. So that's been a real uh, wonderful benefit. And the, and the ladies in the groups are seeing that too. Yeah. I, I, first of all, I've got to visit your group. So what a joy that has been to see the, the women that God surrounds you with, that they have such deep takeaways. Like I'm thinking of things right now. I'm not even going to try to start jumping into that. That's a whole different podcast, but seeing how God reveals himself to them. Um, and for those of you that are listening and you're like, what are they talking about defining words? That is part of, we read a small chunk. We read the word, we read it for observation, we write, and then we define. And um, an example, God keeps bringing this to mind, but I remember uh, when we were talking about do not be anxious for anything. And I defined anxious from the 1828 dictionary. It was, I wish I had it with me. I don't even have it pulled up. Um, I see Christina going to town on her phone right now. <laughs> that so. was one of the words that really got me too. So. I know, because it talks about like there's this restlessness. And so, but then the scripture gives us the answer how we don't have to sit there. Be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and petition, make your requests known to God. Like to remember that that anxiousness is, is it's kind of an alarm bell that tells me, Stop. Turn away from whatever that is and turn to the living God. Did you look it up? Yeah, yeah. Did you share it? Um, the first definition of four says, greatly concerned or solicitous, respecting something future or unknown. And this is the one that got me. Being in painful suspense Oof. applied to persons as to be anxious for the issue of battle. Yeah. There's words like unquieted, and there's such a depth. When you hear the word anxious, you have one synonym maybe that pops into your mind. When you define the word anxious in a uh, dictionary that's going to give you uh, uh, biblical roots, yes. it gives you such a, a quality of the word, the, yeah. the depth of the word. That is such a great, yeah. It, when you said one synonym, that's what happens. Because many times I'm defining words. I generally know what they mean in a general sense. This brings depth and richness to really understand, oh my goodness, be anxious, and now it has a different connotation, for nothing but in everything through prayer and petition. Whew. And, and worship, the word worship, just blew me away because it says that it is extravagant adoration, but it also says worship is extreme submission. Ooh. That took us on a whole different plane that yeah. was amazing. What are we submitting yeah. ourselves to yeah. extremely? Wow. That's Is amazing. Is it God? <laughs> yeah. And it reminds me of this idea that I always try to encourage as a homeschool mom. I'm always trying to encourage my kids to be advocates. In this culture, we want to advocate for ourselves, and we want to be able to understand what we're advocating for. And that takes research. And so... When we are, when we know the word of God, we can be his ambassador more fully Amen. and we can yeah. advocate for the truth of his word more fully because we understand it at a different depth than just maybe reading a chapter mm -hmm. a day might give us. Yeah. One of the gals, when we were talking about um, that whole concept of speaking truth, you know, focusing on truth, she said, well, I realized that Anytime I'm talking, all I have to do is say what's true. I don't have to embellish it at all. Oh. I thought, whoa. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> the power of God and truth. Yeah. yeah. That is so true. 
Yeah, and so as you're digging in, tell me a little bit about uh, memorizing scripture. What role does that play in your walk with God? (laughs) I never memorized scripture when I was a kid. I memorized a lot, but not scripture. And so I came into memorizing scripture like it's really, really tough for me. And it has been. I'm older and don't have that habit in my brain. The first one I ever memorized was in a a time when uh, I went into work and there were no paychecks. And I was living paycheck to paycheck. So I I learned the be anxious for nothing one. Um, But then at one point I was really um, motivated to memorize Psalm 119 which it took me a couple of years, but I did it. Um, And so coming into this and just memorizing more small pieces, they're going through my mind every day and I'm thinking them every day and and, uh, being able then to speak into people's lives with the scripture that I'm learning. That's powerful. Because you know what, people don't care what you think. Right. They want to hear what God thinks. Well, in too many years I've given my thoughts, I gave lots of my thoughts to you, Mary. <laughs> I should be a mini reader. <laughs> and, and I have focused on that, and I'm so aware now that people tell what they think, they don't really know how to go to the scriptures and pull that out, so I just love it. Yeah, me too. How about you, Christina? Yeah, so one of the disciplines I'm trying to focus in on is um, that my thought life be a prayer life. And so when you memorize scripture, you have things to pray through that you can, you know, I was in the dentist once and I had to get a crown where they couldn't give me any anesthesia for a very specific reason. You need scripture memory for that experience. What scripture did he give you for that? I went through Psalm um, 102. (laughs) I was memorizing it with my kids at the time. Psalm 102, I was trying to remember the whole thing. My kids had it down and I'm just trying to remember the sections that I could. Not funny. <laughs> to persevere. But then also, as, as someone eager to partner with others, to, for them to grow in their faith, to be imitatable. You know, yeah. if, if we can mm. paraphrase scripture to each other in the appropriate context or say it directly in conversation when somebody's struggling through something, it's that experience for them that hopefully they can then do that for someone else when yes. they're encouraging someone else. Yeah. And then that speaks to the word, right? When we're supposed to speak hymns and songs and spiritual songs, psalms yes. and spiritual songs together, yeah. that's how we do it. Yeah. And, and the first letter method was oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Sharon Peterson. I'm just gonna keep saying that. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. that it works so well. You, would, it, you wouldn't think it does, yeah. and it does, yeah. yeah. My, my brain is so literal that when I saw that I had to know the first letters, I thought, are you kidding me? I got to memorize the scripture and the first letters. (laughs) That is so funny. I have a funny story to tell. When we first started this, I was trying to help Rita. So I sent her the first letter of the verse that we're memorizing. She sends it back like, what are all these letters for? And I'm like, well, Rita, I'm trying to explain to her. She she has a different version of the Bible. So it wasn't making any sense to her at all. That was funny. Oh my goodness. Um, I have to tell you, when it comes to memorizing scripture, what I love about it is there are times when you can't pull out your Bible, but God can minister to my own heart in the midst of a hard situation. I can be in a hard conversation, and as I pray, He will just pour into me His Word, and it changes me in that moment. It is truly supernatural because I would never be able to change my own self. Um, one of my favorite, and I'm going to ask you what your one of your favorite verses um, was, 
You, beloved, are worth so much more than a whole flock of sparrows. God knows everything about you, even the number of hairs on your head, so do not fear. Like that is a scripture to remember how precious we are in God's sight because the enemy is constantly reminding me, I know where I miss it. Do you know where you miss it? I'm very aware when I'm off and I want to get it right. My heart desire is to get it. But you, beloved, are worth so much more. In God's eyes, it reminds us that we can, what was the definition you gave for worship? extreme submission uh, uh, yes uh-huh. i want to submit to that god that looks down and looks at us in that place that we are his beloved so with that said what's a verse that- my favorite very favorite verse is psalm 119 verse 32 and i'm telling you my mind is going blank right now <laughs> for for you, there's uh, a microphone in front yes. of you <laughs> it, but the last part of it is, for you have set my heart free. Oh, I walk amen. in the path of your commands, for you have set my heart free. That just gives me pictures that make oh. me cry. Amen. Mm. This is such a hard question, Mary. I have all these scriptures flying through my head. Like, which one do I narrow it down? Like Psalm 23, it's like a staple in, our, in my heart of just the depth that that psalm really covers. Um, one that I feel like has been really uh, just on my mind most frequently is, I believe it's in Second Peter, and it talks about how after you have suffered a little while, the Lord will restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. And suffering can be big as suffering, suffering can be little daily sufferings that we may even inflict upon ourselves. And it's that reminder that no matter what our messy or ugly or someone else's messy or ugly is, God's intent for us is to restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish us in the foundation of who he is. That is so good. And you know what I realized? I didn't say the address of my verse, which is a big deal in Salt and Light. <laughs> Mine is Matthew 10, 30 and 31, because when you said First Peter, it, you want to send people where they can go and they can read through the word of God. So as we get ready to close out, um, first of all, our heart, what I love about um, our churches, both of our churches is there's this heart for the, the lostness and for those that maybe they're looking for community. And so I love that we get to partner together. Like what a blessing it is. I love your pastors and I love my pastors. And so what a joy it is that if somebody lives in your area, there's a place they can go within their community. So with that said, where is your church located? So we're down off of 4th Street at the end. Um, what I think the address is 555 76th, 76th Avenue. Avenue. Yeah, so it's... Of course, Rita knew that address, it, Christina. <laughs> it's at the north end. Is it the north? Yeah, the north end of um, St. Pete. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think it's really neat because if you think about, you know, in Scripture it talks about the the big C church, right? We are one body. Mm -hmm. We are united. Yes, there's lots of churches representing the same body, but when we do something like this and we cross over and make bridges together, it's that beauty of us being the the big C church. Yes, with from the small C to the big C. Right, yeah. And it made so much sense to me when I heard the discussions about the um, kingdom, ver- building the kingdom versus building a castle. Oh, that was so good. And bad. recognizing that we're all part of the kingdom and we can share what we have and do well with others that need that. Yeah. And it, it was just a, a great visual for me to understand that. And if you've not heard about um, kingdoms and castles, it is 
right here at our podcast. It's the first two podcasts we did. We invited Pastor James and Pastor Kevin to come and to share the vision and the heart behind this. And it is truly, I believe the heart for God. It's my heart. Like I didn't even know it was my heart and I didn't know how to do it, but I'm learning. I'm going to leave us with this one thought. And so I'm going to ask you one of our takeaways from our memory verse in Philippians was practice these things. And we had a great conversation that one of the things we get to do is practice um, walking in truth. And so what is something as we're getting ready to leave this podcast that you're practicing right now that draws you to the Lord? I'm going to start with Christina. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the, the practice of changing the, the thought patterns, and that was that statement I said earlier, thought life is prayer life. Yeah. I've really tried to put on, and in that, it's practicing looking for what God is doing in my life, whether it's in the good, the rejoicing, or in this, the difficulties. Um, and then that practice of turning whatever it is that I might want to go off in a different direction about thinking in, in my thought pattern and taking it back to the Lord, either praying through it or worshiping Him because of it or thanking Him because of it. I, and that sounds so much easier than it sounds. <laughs> yeah. So do you Seven hit it perfectly every time? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you get to practice and there's freedom. Yes. Work in progress right forever <laughs> until Christ comes. I have to agree, just looking for what God is doing, whether it's in the good or the what feels like bad, and knowing that all things work together for good, and helping other ladies identify those things in our casual conversation that it starts to open their eyes. Mm-hmm. And for years I've been practicing, ever since I read the book 1,000 Gifts by Ann Voskamp, I didn't like her style of writing, but I did it to the end, and for several years... I documented every day what I saw as God putting in my life. And I'm up over 6,000 now. That is amazing. <laughs> so you practice that habit. Yes. Yeah, I love that so much. That's a great example. Well, if you are listening today and your heart is just drawn and you're thinking, gosh, I would love to come be a part of discipleship, small group, accountability. Um, We would love to have you at Faith Covenant Church and Rita and Christina would love to have you at Gulf Coast Community Church. Here at Faith Covenant, we have a men's group and I'm sure that's down the road for you guys. Our heart behind all of this is we want to create a place and tools to help you walk out kingdom living in your home. Thank you for listening to Kingdom Conversations. We look forward to you joining us next week.